Are you sick and tired of ads? Well, this is an ad telling you that you don't need to listen to ads. Stitcher Premium has some of your favorite shows ad-free, like The Joe Rogan Experience, My Favorite Murder, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, and the Marvel original, Wolverine the Long Night. It also includes early access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Go to stitcherpremium.com and upgrade your account for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Plus, sign up and use our offer code, CAPED, at checkout and get your first month for free. That's CAPED, C-A-P-E-D, for your first month free. Stitcher Premium. It's like Stitcher, but premium. This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. citizens welcome to the fortress of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is the show that can't believe that a guy named michael angarano made out with both daniel panabaker and mary elizabeth winstead in the same movie Ugh, good good for him how did he sign up for that i've seen his chops acting and i've seen his chops look wise no he's it shouldn't work chops are uh less than choppy or very choppy. Completely agree. I don't know what's bad. It, him, mostly. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, when he read that in the script, we're talking 2005's Sky High, directed by the Mike Mitchell. But when he saw that in the script, do you think that he was just like, oh, fuck yeah. I knew my uh, the almost famous thing was going to work out when I did that as a kid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I would have made out with Zoe Deschanel in that movie, too, when she was my sister, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Sky High. Yeah, Mike Mitchell, famous director of Deuce Bigelow, Male Chigolo. Yep. Can't believe Rob Schneider's getting mentioned once again. (laughs) Yeah, somehow. (laughs) Also from Shrek 4 Ever After, which is Shrek 4. As well as Trolls. And the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Right. Uh, he likes the animated stuff. And, and then, and this, apparently. And this. And Deuce Bigelow. And Deuce Bigelow. This is the first time you've seen this, right? This is the first time I've seen this. Give me those thoughts. Oh, man. How good is this movie? It's pretty good for what it is. For what it is. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. I, I saw it before, and man, I didn't remember a second of it. After watching this thing, nothing. Nothing stuck. Yeah. Uh, the, the cast in this is something else. We already mentioned Michael Angarano. He's the lead, and he's the least well-known person in this movie. Easily. Because you have Kurt Russell. You have Kelly Preston. You have The Flash's Daniel Panabaker. You have Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Scrolling down just a little bit here, because you also have Linda Carter, Bruce Campbell, Kevin Heffernan from Broken Lizard, Cloris Leachman, Dave Foley, Jim Rash, Kevin McDonald. What the hell, movie? I always confuse Kevin McDonald with... um... Oh, God. What's the name? Michael McDonald? Uh, no. Um, Swear to God, if he plays it again. Rachel Dratch. <laughs> they, um, do we need to have the talk? They have about... the same face. They have a very similar face. Uh, one's have... a guy. They have the exact same That's face. That's important to know. And one's a, <laughs> one's a lady. Do we need to go over this again? About how this all works? No, no. It's. I think I got it now. Right, okay. Well, discuss it again during female characters later on in the super stuff. To really check in to see if you got it. All right. Claim. I kind of want to just get into this thing because this is a fun movie. This is a Disney movie. This is a Disney movie, which we haven't talked about in a while. 
We haven't. And it's just a cool 100 minutes. That's all it is. PG movie, $35 million budget. Knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this thing. Why don't we get into it? Let's figure out what this thing's about. All right. Will Stronghold, Michael Eric, Eric, how do you say his name? Angarano? Doesn't matter. He's a nobody now. Doesn't matter. He's in I'm Dying Up Here, which is a great show. I've never seen it. Anyway, Will Stronghold, played by that guy, lives in a world that has a lot of superheroes, but the greatest heroes of all are Commander, Kurt Russell, and Jetstream, Kelly Preston, or as Will knows them, Mom and Dad. Oh, look at that. Dynamic set. Bam. Will is about to begin high school at Sky High, a school just for superpowered kids. But there's one big problem. Will has no superpowers. Womp womp. I like this setup already. <laughs> it's like great. A, a whole lot. You're getting heavy puberty vibes? No? Just me? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, am I supposed to be? <laughs> I don't know. He seems too old to be going through puberty now. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I guess. It's his freshman year of high school. If he's a freshman, then Tobey Maguire is actually only 45 in the first Spider-Man and not 65 like he really was. Now I'm curious. What his age was in this? Yeah. I want to say he was born in 87. He was born in 87, he was... so he would have been 18. Yeah, that's too old. 19 playing a freshman? Way too old. Uh, yeah, it doesn't he, work. He should have been playing worth. a senior. The age difference between what he's playing is not that far off. No, but you notice it. You notice that that's not right. Anyway, while he's getting ready for his first day, doing the normal things like faking super strength to your dad, his best friend Layla stops by to get the bus. Daniel Panabaker. The Flash's own Danielle Panabaker. Uh, Caitlin Snow, Killer Frost. Here she is, looking like Poison Ivy. Exactly. <laughs> Doing her best Poison Ivy impression. Commander and Jetstream get a call. They're needed downtown where a giant robot is attacking the city. Jetstream drops Commander on the robot, smashing it, and Commander rips out the robot's eye for a trophy. Right, CGI. It's a thing in 2005. It sure was. This was the first movie, it's well noted, this is the first movie to ever use CGI, and you can tell by how <laughs> bad it looks, they were still figuring it out. They're like, all right, we're going to use this new computer graphics thing, figure it out. We'll, we'll figure out the eye later. Exactly. Will and Layla go to the bus stop. When the bus arrives, bus driver Ron Wilson, Kevin Heffernan, mocks Will for being a freshman until he learns that Will is the son of Commander and Jetstream. Then he gives him a business card. Like most bus and drivers a, And do. a goddamn liter of cola. <laughs> exactly. Will and Layla meet up with their friends Zach, Ethan, and Magenta, the dog from Blue's Clues. <laughs> Not the blue one, the, the obviously the other one. The Magenta one. Right. Ron Wilson, bus driver, flies the bus up to Sky High, explaining the school is kept afloat by anti-gravity propulsion and remains in constant motion to avoid detection. Right, and that's no way going to come back. No, definitely so just not. Forget all about that. that. Yeah, that explanation right there, not going to come back. Anti gravity, blah blah blah. I don't know what that means. Just forget about it. The freshmen get off the bus and are immediately confronted by two bullies, Lash and Speed. What do you think Speed's uh, special power is? I'm going to guess he can eat really fast. That's uh, Joey Chestnut's son himself. Bam. That's they got to play him. I want to know how they came up with the name Lash. I don't know. Speed runs real fast. Done. We did it. Bam. Lash is stretchy. Lash is all stretchy. He's he's like a Miss Marvel. Or a Mr. Fantastic. You're right. The bullies attempt to con money out of them, but they're stopped by Gwen Grayson, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, the student body president. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, that song. 
It's on repeat throughout the entire movie. Oh, it sure is, and I love it. I love the Marvel nod to her name by making it a GG name. I love the Marvel nod by naming her Gwen and the DC nod by naming her Grayson. It's phenomenal. There are so many wink dings in this movie. Oh, God. It's it's it almost too many, it but it's not. It will hurt you physically. The freshmen meet Principal Powers. It's Linda Carter. She's in this school. She is. She has a job. Good she, for Linda Carter. <laughs> she's there. Next, Coach Boomer, Bruce fucking Campbell, arrives in the gym to begin power placement. That's right. Bruce Campbell is the sky-high sorting hat. This whole movie is pretty much Harry Potter without any of the depth at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, Harry Potter has has a backstory, and there's character development happening. Nope, not here. Not in Sky High. <laughs> well, Instead, we're going to distract you with the chin. Fair enough. Bruce Campbell, not acting in this movie. And thank God for that. Oh, He's oh. a treat. Just the best. Just the best. Every student will step up and demonstrate their powers one by one, and Coach Boomer will assign them to a class, hero or sidekick. What do you think of this demonstration? And I feel like this is kind of the time to bring up the movie Zoom. I was just going to say, it's a lot like Zoom, except I think way better done. I think so, too. Where it's not like comedically, like that kid's superpowers, he farts. (laughs) (laughs) Tim (laughs) Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh... Instead, here, it's like these kids are doing it for a reason, not doing it to become part of a team where they don't know what's going to happen. They're doing it to pretty much figure out their future. Right, right. This moment is going to decide their trajectory. And all these kids understand how important it is, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And they're big into don't share your power until it's time to do this. Right, right. You want to have a, a big unveil at the sorting. So Zach's power is that he can glow in the dark. Ethan melts. Magenta can turn into a guinea pig. And Layla refuses to participate. <laughs> All sidekicks. Yep. The bell rings for lunch, and Coach Boomer tells Will that he'll start things off when they get back. At lunch, Will is getting eyed down by War and Peace, the most subtle name ever. I thought so. He's the he's the son of a superhero mother and a supervillain father. Which is exciting. Yeah, he's, you know, dark and broody. He really is. Apparently, Commander captured his father and sent him to jail, and it's Will's first day, and he already has an arch enemy, so that's fun. I, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. Everything's great. <laughs> this is all moving along swimmingly. I love it. Back in the gym, Coach Boomer attempts to test Will's powers by dropping a car on him because his dad has super strength, and throwing him across the room because his mom can fly, and then he confesses he has no powers. Sidekick. Then, for some reason, he goes to the school nurse, which is, of course, Cloris Leachman. Uh, why wouldn't it be Cloris Leachman? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Cloris Leachman with X-ray vision. You wrote down nurse specs on our cheat sheet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Nurse McGuffin. <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure that's what you meant to write yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I went by the name in the, in the credits and not by what she actually is. Yeah, that's where you went wrong. She explains that he might eventually get one or both of his parents' powers, but there are rare cases where children of superheroes never develop powers at all, like Ron Wilson, bus driver. Will finds out that he might be... What is the equivalent of a squib in the wizarding world? Yeah. One of his parents has powers, but he comes down and he's got nothing. So, Ron Wilson, squib. Let's call it what it is. I believe Ron Wilson actually has two parents and still has no powers. Right. And that's unfortunate. It's, uh, you know, those recessive genes. Bam, biology. <laughs> oh, got me. Ron's <laughs> superpower is science. Just drops knowledge on everyone. God, that's the worst power ever. 
Yeah, no one said that you're impressive when it comes to your superpower. <laughs> don't don't let anyone accuse you of it. Oh. Here's the thing about that superpower, is that anyone who has that superpower, and it's not a superpower, it's just called being a smarty pants. Science! They do with something else. It's kind of like Barry Allen. He's all like, I'm a forensic guy. I'll solve the crime, but also, I got struck by the lightnings, and now I'm real fast. Now I go real fast, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Science as a superpower is, uh, is an origin story. That's it. So you're just <laughs> waiting for your ability here. You're waiting for whatever's going to hit you. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> your next big step. <laughs> well, that reminds me of what Cloris Leachman said. The kids who get bitten by radioactive insects or fall into vats of toxic waste, their powers usually show up the next day or they die. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's just, it, it calls it how it is. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. Every discussion you've ever had with your buddies about superheroes, this movie will probably cover at some point. Oh, for sure. When Will arrives home, his dad brings him to the secret sanctum, making Will promise to never bring anyone else in there. So he's definitely never going to bring anyone else in there. It's the only he promised. rule. He promised. He, yeah, he promised. I heard. <laughs> the sanctum is loaded with trophies from the commander's battles, like the giant robot eye from that morning, and the pacifier right. from a villain named Royal Pain. Yeah, the only thing that they ever give any backstory on. The pacifier. In this movie. The pacifier and the villain Royal Pain. So you know it's never going to come back. It's I don't know why this movie wastes possession. so much time talking about these things that are just never going to come back. And nothing else. That's the thing. Oh boy. Brian Stable's <laughs> in a lot of trouble right now. <laughs> Commander can't wait for the whole family to fight crime together one day. So Will can't really bring himself to tell his dad about being a sidekick. Doesn't he want to call them the Stronghold Three? The Stronghold Three. What a good name. Now, here's my issue with the Stronghold Three. Yeah. Is there's a really fun gag at the beginning of this movie where Daniel Panabaker shows up at the Stronghold's house for breakfast, and obviously, Kurt Russell knows who she is. She's a friend. They've been friends for forever. Yeah. And he asks, oh, how you doing? And she says, I'm doing well, Commander. And she points to her eyes because Kurt Russell has his glasses off. And when he puts the glasses back on, I actually love that little... That little oh, that's so good. Of put the glasses on, now you're somebody else. But obviously he's using a different name. If they become the Stronghold 3, it kind of eliminates the whole point of, of using this. Not using your real last name. Right. Yeah. And then the fact is that the Strongholds are realtors. Right. So they have a job in the real world as well. But and they call it Stronghold Real. <laughs> they're damn good realtors. Yeah. So what are they doing here? Why would he call them the Stronghold 3? If they want it to be like a super thing, but then still try to keep um, the alias alive. I didn't get that. Maybe that's like an inside name. I don't know. Maybe it's just a script oversight. Plot hole strikes again. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been able to pick something out that, that fun. I'm happy it was a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to I'm gonna get off to this later. I can't wait. The robot eye starts to glow. The Sanctum is being watched by two mysterious entities. Ooh. The next day, hero support classes begin, led by all-American boy, Dave Foley, who is Canadian. Canadian treasure, Dave Foley. Mr. Boy reveals that he once worked with the commander, but even Will has never heard of this guy. So, I went through a couple different things in my head of trying to figure out this movie, because at this point, I didn't know where the movie was going. And I don't know if that says something about me or about this movie. But I, when he said, like, oh, so Commander doesn't remember who I am, I said, okay, scorned ex-sidekick, that's right. the villain. Potential villain, for sure. That was interesting. Yeah. In my head, that was interesting, and the movie's going to play out the way it's going to play out. Right. Keep going. 
<laughs> this movie's fascinating to me. Speed and Lash start really bullying Ethan, giving him so many swirlies. Ethan being the kid who turns into a puddle. Right. Uh, puddle Popsicle. Boy. That's a great name. It's a great superhero name. I don't actually know if that was ever officially his superhero name, but they do call him a Popsicle at one point, so I went with it. Why not? Roll with it. That's your name now, sidekick. Will and the other sidekicks hang out at Will's house one night when the commander returns home. Will cannot hide the truth anymore. He confesses the truth. He's a sidekick, and he's powerless. And he's proud of it. Yeah. He's like, you know what, man? There's there's nothing wrong with just being a sidekick. Right. It's like uh, Scott Pilgrim. He, he's got the power of love and friendship. Ah! Ah, the power of self-respect. The very next day at lunch in the Sky High cafeteria, Lash uses his stretch powers to trip Will. Will's lunch tray lands on War and Peace. Of course it does, because they're, like Hogwarts, there are five characters in this movie. Exactly. This school this has, story. has ten students. <laughs> uh, I could not stop thinking Harry Potter throughout this entire thing, because my biggest issue with Harry Potter, and I'm a massive Harry Potter fan, I hate the fact that you see the Great Hall and all these students having dinner and all that stuff, but there's legitimately like six teachers. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's almost like no one in the story. Like, certain players keep coming back, and that's it. There's so many people that don't do jack shit. There's so many classes that are, you know, every single person in it already. So, obviously, I mean, it never really fleshes out the location. In a setting, in a way like that, it would score really lowly here. That's true. That checks out. In this movie, it really follows Harry Potter rules in that sense, where it wants you to focus in on just what you see. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But yeah. when you have a school setting like this, we only see two teachers. One's hero support, and one is Kevin McDonald, who's like some biology guy or whatever. I'm not counting Coach Boomer in this. He seems like he's the sort of hat, as you put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's technically the gym teacher, but... Technically. And you also have the principal and the nurse and the bus driver. He, okay, so you have Dumbledore and you have the nurse lady at Harry Potter. Who I, I can't remember <laughs> now. Don't at me! But it's like, they really just focus in on this. Yeah. But it seems like they want to build a world around it, and we're going to get there. So Will's lunch tray lands directly on War and Peace, so now obviously they have to fight. Of course. Warren attacks Will with his guns. Uh, firearms. Literally. He's, he's got fire Literally. on his arms. Yeah. Um, he really likes posing and lighting his arms aflame. Yeah, I mean, how like cool He loves posing. It? I cannot stress enough how much this guy likes to do a pose and then light his arms on fire. Yeah. Yeah, he's... Um... He's showing off a lot for a kid that just kind of sits in the corner of the cafeteria and doesn't want anybody to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> so Will cowers under the lunch table because he can't fight back. He has no powers. But when Warren threatens- What is he doing here? What? Are, I mean, even the sidekicks have powers. What? Are, what is Will doing here? Why uh, is he allowed at this school? He's a legacy. No, this is an animal house. You don't just get to get into a house just because you're a legacy- Fucking was it Pinto? Is that it? Um, it's was it Flounder. Flounder's the legacy, right? Yeah, in Animal House. Okay, I, I think it's Flounder. That shouldn't be how this works. Well, I, he has the genes. They just don't know if they're going to become active, and he can't just go to a regular high school and then become. He's super learning strong. how to be hero support. He should be learning about like algebra and stuff, not this stuff. Yeah, but he he's should also... be learning how to become a realtor, how to balance his checkbook or whatever. <laughs> he shouldn't be doing this. Those are the classes they don't show. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, movie. <laughs> He's learning how to use a utility belt instead. Well, it's very important, because that's where you keep all your wonderful toys. We all saw Mallrats. Exactly. 
But when Warren threatens his friends, Will reaches up and lifts the entire table that Warren is standing on. Hey, super strength. That's why he's there, Dave. Yeah, we got it. We got our power. He's got a power. Just one. Just the that's pretty good. Apparently, super strength is like a rare thing, though. Super strength that's the way it is, seems is a is a good one to have. It seems like it seems like the one to have. Yeah. So then they really fight. Will uses a fire extinguisher and wins. Principal Power shows up. She's back to do things, and she yeah. throws them into an anti-power detention room. Good for Linda Carter getting another day on set. Yeah, she's, she's like, like hey, working people, working. I'll have a second people. scene. No problem. When Will gets home. His mom is not amused since he destroyed a cafeteria. No, but I actually like that detention room scene because it makes me wonder how it all played out because this movie doesn't seem to give a shit about itself sometimes. Yeah. And this is the main one because when him and War and Peace are in the detention room, their powers don't work. Right. Will reaches across and he tries to shake his hand saying like, hey, like you don't, me and you don't have anything. It's our dads who have something. Right. So let's just be cool. And War and Peace is like, fuck off. I'm going to light stop, you up. Stop hooking up with girls you don't deserve to hook up with. Stop it. <laughs> he hasn't even done that yet. No, he knows. War and Peace is also psychic. He knows about that. Oh, he also has two yeah. powers. That would be in the sequel. That never happened. I'm sure. Uh, yes. But then they just are sitting there. You would think if these guys hate each other that much, War and Peace is going to use the fisticuffs to, to go to town on this. Part. Right. He's clearly stronger no. than him. He's huge compared to him. This is a, a Mighty Ducks <laughs> 2 situation here where you have the Bash Brothers and you have everyone else. Yeah. Where the Bash Brothers are clearly... Five years older than everyone? <laughs> I can't be wrong here, right? No, you're definitely right. Doesn't make any sense. D2. Let's talk D2 for a second. If we also have to. Also a Disney movie. Yeah. I would like to. How, how does that all work in terms of the, the Goodwill Games tournament? Why is this such a big thing? I've never heard of any of these Goodwill Games happening. Is it supposed to be like trying to capture like a Kurt Russell miracle moment? Maybe. With like Team Iceland? I don't know. Uh, it's like uh, Kid Olympics. With these racist Jamaican teams who are playing <laughs> steel drums on the bench of this hockey team, the hockey game. <laughs> wow. Wow. That, that movie has not aged, has it? No, it has not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's its own universe. It can have its own Kid Olympics. All right. If, if you say so. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know I was going to have to defend D2 today. I didn't know I was going to have to bring it up. Also, the knuckle puck doesn't work. Knuckle puck does not work. Everyone knows someone who's tried it. Everyone's tried it. Who am I kidding? Not everyone knows someone. Everyone's tried the knuckle puck. If you haven't tried the knuckle puck, you haven't lived. You really haven't. The amount of upper arm strength or the upper body strength slash arm strength to make a knuckle puck work just does not exist in children of that age. No, it doesn't. But and it's Keenan Thompson, first of all, who's doing it. Then that just doesn't that doesn't make any sense. But to this day, I don't think Keenan Thompson could do a knuckle puck. The thing about that is that a knuckleball, like Wakefield style, R.A. Dickey style, no spin, and it's still doing all fucky things. That's the way it works, is that it doesn't spin, it does fucky things. The knuckle puck's flopping over like crazy, and it's going up and down and up and down, and the goalie's trying to glove it. What's with the goalie? Get your body in front of it. This is hockey. You're not trying to go around the goalie. You're trying to go through the goalie. (laughs) Only person who appreciates this is Mitch from Nerdy Thursday. That's it. (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm glad. Well, he's your cousin. That makes sense. <laughs> it all checks out. D2, man. We had a D2 situation with this bully and everyone else. I mean, they never explicitly say that, that he's also a freshman. So I don't think he is a freshman because he has the reputation. Yeah. Yeah. He seems... but he's, he's kind of like a Judd Nelson in what's the oh, fucking yeah. Movie? Uh Breakfast Club? That one. Yeah. That one. I can Where, see that. Yeah. Judd Nelson is Emilio Estevez. We did it. We brought her around. But... uh. 
Judd Nelson looks way too old to be a high school student at that. Oh, for sure. It's just bad casting in my mind. That's really all it is. You seen Goldberg lately? Oh God, he looks awful. He looks all he's got he needs some help. He's got a, some some drug issues going on. Somebody's and, gotta take the meth away from Goldberg. Yeah. It's like, hey, you lost the weight, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's like good job. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. When Will gets home, his mom is not amused since he basically destroyed an entire cafeteria. And his dad takes him down to the sanctum for a discussion. Yeah, to secretly, read him the riot act. He's secretly jazzed that Will has super strength and gives him an Xbox. Yeah, I really appreciated that because it seemed like the parents weren't sure what he was going to get. Yeah. And his dad's like, fuck yeah. I win. Got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the mysterious figures continue to watch from the robot eye. I like these mysterious figures because there's one in a chair, like Dr. Claw style. Oh, absolutely. Gadget, we don't get to see. Gadget. But then we also have just this little elf man jumping around, and he constantly gets strangled, and he starts yelling, uncle, 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 uncle. uncle, uncle. <laughs> so good. It's <laughs> so good. The bit gets old real fast, yeah. but for some reason, it's so funny. It's uh, it's definitely a part that's intended for the younger audience of this movie. Correct. Whereas, the people who probably like Power Rangers love that bit. All right, man. All right. I see you. I don't know if you do. That part of this is pretty Power Rangers-esque, if you will. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're not wrong. This is also like 10 years after Power Rangers. Well, this movie doesn't know that. This movie's also 11, 12 years after Jurassic Park and <laughs> hasn't figured out how computers and animation work yet. <laughs> so who knows what they're going after? Isn't this a Disney Channel original movie? Like, give it a break. No. No, this made money in the box office. I mean, I know it's a wide release, but I feel like it was a made-for-TV movie that they're like, ah, let's let's go for it. No way. Not Kurt Russell. That's true. That's like, true. Kurt Russell owes his soul to Disney. That's not a secret. Kurt Russell's career started 1968 with the one and only genuine original family band. He was in that. Oh, of course. Everybody knows then that. Then he did the horse in the gray flannel suit, because this is when Disney just didn't care. This is like <laughs> right after Walt died, and they said, we're going to go fucking wild with our names. What do you because think? Because the next one he's in- What do you think? The I'm gonna horse call it, and the flannel? I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to call it Kurt Russell's Big Breaks, the next one, 1969, with the computer wore tennis shoes. Uh, everybody remembers that movie. Of course. And then you have the barefoot executive. It's him and a monkey. Then you have oh, so, Super So the computer must still be wearing the tennis shoes, then, if, if he's barefoot. It must be. It must be. You have uh, you have a movie called Super Dad. You have a movie called Now You See Him, Now You Don't, which is just an Invisible Man type thing or a card thing. I don't know anymore because <laughs> of how, how it all works out. You have a movie called Charlie and the Angel. Good for him. There's another. Oh, shit. There's another movie older than that called Follow Me, Boys. It looks like Fred McMurray's in that. Jesus Christ. What that's is age. happening? I don't know. You have The Strongest Man in the World. You have Miracle. You have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Kurt Russell has sold his soul to Disney. Yeah, it seems like and it. And it gave us Kurt Russell, so that, I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes selling your soul works out just fine. Miracle, man. That does it for me. Miracle's so good. Miracle is great. Miracle is one of those movies where every guy's got their movie that really breaks him a little bit. And for some reason, Miracle always does it for me. Really? Right at the end where Al Michaels is doing his commentary clearly in the booth today yeah and then it switches over to his 1980 actual commentary from the game because he said he couldn't capture that emotion ever again yeah that does it for me uh, i have actual goosebumps right now thinking about that man that does it for me it's like a team coming together man and no knuckle pucks involved you don't need that knuckle puck business 
You really don't. And this is the real Team USA. This isn't that bullshit D2 stuff. Yeah, this is this is real stakes and a real competition, not some made-up Goodwill Games nonsense. Where, oh, let's talk about this for a second, too. <laughs> Miracle, obviously based on a real story. You have Herb Brooks, who was the coach of Minnesota. Yep. Right? And that's how he got the job and got the wife and all that stuff. And she doesn't, no, you're a coach. Uh, you're huh. in Minnesota, but now you're going to go to college. It doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. The part that gets me the most about Mighty Ducks is that it's not so much about a hockey team and a bunch of ragtags coming together. Was it District 9? Is that it? I can't remember. I think it was, but it, this is like a pre-Hunger Games thing, so it's also confusing. <laughs> but it's really about a coach who got a DUI and had to do community service. That's true. That's it. That is, wow. Less uplifting of a backstory. Completely agree. And Adam Banks and his wrist. Of course. There's this dumb thing with the turning of the wrist with the hockey. Is that, that the D1 or D2? I don't remember anymore. Uh, Nothing matters they anymore. They all blend together at this point. No, the third one doesn't because the third one's garbage. <laughs> I'm just letting the Kurt Russell Disney stand out from the Mighty Ducks Disney. It is Disney, right? I'm pretty sure Mighty Ducks is Disney. Yeah, of course it is. How do you think they ended up naming an actual NHL team? Because they own California. Because they owned it. That's true. <laughs> the next day, Mr. Boy tells Will that he's been upgraded to the hero class. Yeah, we did it. Didn't take long for them to be like, ah, he's he's a bad kid. He's in detention too. All right, let's make him a hero. Sure. Will goes to Mr. Medulla's science class, Kevin McDonald, with a giant head. Right, and he's all upset because all, all the alligators got all them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> It's Medulla Oblongata thing. Exactly. Waterboy? Waterboy. Adam Sandler? Yep. Shout out to Kyle Collins, Experience Crime Podcast. Love the Sandman. There it is. I don't know why when I said it, I pointed up like I scored a touchdown. Like, <laughs> Shout out to Kyle Collins. <laughs> like, uh, ah, you. <laughs> up there. <laughs> Wait, was it for Kyle or the Sandman? It was uh, both. both. I guess Kyle's like my personal Jesus. They're, that's they're together up there in heaven. <laughs> it's the, it's the beard and the long last. hair. It's really throwing me off right now. And the whole Easter thing that happened last week. Sure. That whole thing. That Those things combined, that'll always make you point up when you talk about Kyle. Kyle, my own personal Jesus. See what you did there. I'm here for it. So in Mr. Medulla Science class, Will gets partnered with Gwen Grayson. Uh, of course it is. Uh, uh, no, stop, uh, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Come on. <laughs> uh, he's supposed to build a freeze ray, but he has no idea how to do that. And he Gwen, made a heat ray, though. Uh, did he? It seems like the opposite of a freeze ray is a heat ray. He was close. Because she's like, oh, well, you made a heat ray. Uh, she uses her technopath powers to help him out because she's a technopath. Those are her yep. powers. That's it. Will sits with Gwen at lunch to catch up on his new hero class requirements and he meets her friend Penny, who can multiply into all of the cheerleaders. So many cheerleaders. Yeah, but it's all just Penny. It's all just Penny. Uh, and, and she dismisses all the other sidekicks as losers, because she's a mean person. She's a mean girl. She's a mean girl. Will feels bad, and he offers to take Layla to the Paper Lantern for dinner. It's a Chinese restaurant. Yep. So now that Will is a hero, Ethan and Zach make a bet with Speed and Lash that Will can beat them at Save the Citizen. If Will wins, the bullies will not harm the sidekicks for the rest of the year. This is a very Ender's Game thing. Yeah? Not so much Harry Potter at this point. This is a very Ender's Game thing where you have kind of your war game going on right. within this school. And th this is where Coach Boomer shines. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he shined in every scene he's in. Well, I, I mean like the actual Coach Boomer, the character, not Bruce Campbell. Fair enough. Th this, is, this is his arena. Basically, Save the Citizen is this. A team of two students must overpower two villains and reclaim a dummy before it falls into a spike pit. 
So Lash and Speed win a lot. They're undefeated, which is important to note. Right. And they always want to be the villains because... Lash wears a skull on his shirt. Well, so if that, <laughs> for if what it's worth, so already, the Punisher, and so did Sid in Toy Story. <laughs> if you haven't already made your knuckles bloody from seeing Lash and Speed, the bullies at the superhero high school who wear skulls and yeah. pick on kids. Lash is totally the type of kid who's going to put a spaceman in a space because uh, yeah. of his rocket because after a rainy day. Exactly. Uh, Houston? <laughs> Tomorrow's forecast. Sunny. Toy Story 3, also another movie that breaks me. Oh, every time. Every time. Every single time. And it's like, it's time. fascinating because I watched that movie. We're talking about Disney because we can right now. It's yeah. great. It's funny because my kid is only two and a half years old, but she can quote all of Toy Story at this point. Oh. It's amazing. That's awesome. But with Toy Story 3, it blows my mind how that's one of those movies where a kid sees things a little differently than an adult. The adult breaks in that movie because of the nostalgia factor. Yeah. Because we've all been there where you have to grow up. Right. Whereas a kid is excited because, oh, wow, this new kid is going to get these new toys to play with. It's a new chapter. Yeah. That movie's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, wow. I never and it's not the best of the trilogy. It's the second best. I never thought of it that way. I think Toy Story 2 is a masterpiece. I know you do. And we differ on that. Yeah. Because I think Toy Story 2 is the weakest of all four. Oh, no way. I think Toy Story is the weakest uh, of all three. I haven't seen four yet because I, I don't know if I'm emotionally capable of doing it after three <laughs> that's really where my head's at yeah yeah it's it's another one that's whew. oh come on man oh spoilers I can't do it anymore i can't do it anymore <laughs> uh pixar doesn't make movies anymore that don't make you weep i get it onward man i got too much stuff in the personal life that makes me go i am not emotionally capable of watching that movie yeah i uh at the end of that i went why would anybody watch that <laughs> Just the premise alone. And then I put it on it again. It makes me go, no, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a bit much. Is it though? It would uh, uh like I I don't know. I don't know if I'm 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 capable of doing it. I don't know, man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Speed and Lash are the villains, and they get to choose who faces them. They choose Will and War and Peace to oh, be the heroes. Oh wow. Uh oh. Of course they do. Will and Warren are losing badly at first because they just can't work together. But Will manages to tie up Lash, literally. But Warren is trapped by Speed's circular dash. Warren can't breathe since Speed's vortex is sucking away all the oxygen in order to ex- extinguish his firearms. I just you like saying firearms. think that firearms. Bruce Campbell would step in here when a kid's dying? When a kid is being, yeah, well, actually choked out. What annoys me in this is that War and Peace is clearly struggling to breathe, and he's falling over, and he's grasping like his neck, like, oh, I'm choking. Yeah. Just stick out your leg, man. Bugs Bunny this thing. That's true. Oh, he would trip, trip so trip hard. That's just poor execution on War and Peace's part. Yeah. With time running out, Will ignores the citizen and takes out speed to help Warren. At the last second, he does the old fastball special and throws <laughs> Warren Wolverine throw. over the spike pit, <laughs> rescuing the citizen. Got him. Bam. Will and Warren win. We did it. The commander is thrilled to hear about his son's accomplishment. No freshman has ever won Save the Citizen. Feet. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> this movie's trucking along. <laughs> Gwen shows up at Will's house to help him with his science homework. And she gets along great with his parents. And, you know, they look at Commander and Jetstream's old yearbook from Sky High and spot a photo of a girl named Sue Tenney, who was a weirdo and disappeared before graduation. 
Yep, and is never going to come back ever again. Of course. Oh, 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 oh. Easy on the table. <laughs> Even Favreau's telling you to calm down. Sorry, John. Or Stan Lee. I don't know. Go listen to the pull list. <laughs> Both steps on an, on amazing fantasy 15. <laughs> Gwen asks the commander and Jetstream to come to the homecoming dance as guests of honor to receive the award for Heroes of the Year. Aw. I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's at this point where I realized my exact note was, so Gwen's the bad guy, right? Yeah, it's uh, at this point, it's like, hmm, this Gwen lady, she's pretty shady. Well, I, I should say my exact note is Sue Tenney is the bad guy. Right. Or is related to the bad guy. Yes, that's what I said. And I wrote, Sue Tenney looks like Gwen. So there you go. This movie's really falling into place fast. But with glasses. But everybody knows it's very- You can never tell. It's very funny in my mind when you think about it that way. The perfect disguise. The whole time, Layla is at the paper lantern waiting for Will. Aw. Turns out Warren works there. And he's like, girl, I know you're in love with Will. And she's like- uh, yeah. <laughs> Will walks Gwen home, and she invites him to homecoming as her date, and he's so happy he knocks over a lamppost. He sure does. Uh, Will is also pretty clueless, and it, when he finally remembers that he was supposed to go to dinner with Layla, he apologizes, but he also has great news. He's going to homecoming with Gwen. Oh, boy. What an idiot. This is the, the teen drama part coming out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because you get that out of nowhere twist with the, the loner who hasn't done anything his entire movie. And now it turns out he's actually a pretty decent guy. Right. You have the best friend who's the jerk, of course. Obviously. And then as it carries on, you kind of get a popularity thing. We're covering every base here with a oh, team. Every single Dramedy, one. if you yeah. will. And the senior freshman thing is really fucked up. Yeah, it is. That was a no-no when I was in high school. Which is actually when this movie came out. So <laughs> Exactly. I, I like when Will walks Gwen home and the, the dad is Jim Rash. Yes. Of community fame. He's, right. he's the dean. It's In fact, I just started watching Community like last week and I got so it's confused so trying to remember episodes of Community and remember this movie at the same time. They started I should, to I should blend say together. Oscar winner Jim Rash. Yes. For the descendants. Right. How about that? How what about a weird that? world we live in. It's, you know, things happen. <laughs> right. Knuckle pucks knuckle. Who knew? <laughs> knuckle pucks gonna knuckle. Layla is devastated and she tells Will that she's going with Warren. And Warren agrees to go since, you know, it's going to upset Will. Because fuck Will. Exactly. At Will's, Gwen invites over the homecoming committee to discuss the dance while Commander and Jetstream are out, which promptly turns into the entire hero class at Will's house for a party. Right, check the box of, of course, the team. You have to have the, the, the giant high party. school party, of course. right? Gwen asks Will if there's a quiet place where they can talk in private. Ha 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 ha! Oh, come on, man, stop! <laughs> so ah, the quiet place. Where Go else ahead. would Will take her? Oh man, what a fucking idiot! The sanctum. Come on, man. Come on. Why? Even his character is not built this way. Right? To take her to the sanctum of all places. Because he does have a great respect for his parents. But he's horny. He is so horny. (laughs) Robin Williams style, you have two heads and only enough blood to operate one One at a time. time. So Gwen kisses Will. Ooh. And the pacifier goes missing. It does because of a fast boy stealing it. I wonder who it is. I don't know any fast boys. Speed the villain. It's Speed the villain. <laughs> of course it is. Layla shows up at the party. Uh-oh. 
And Gwen tells her that Will is sickened by her feelings for him, which is just not true. He doesn't even know because he's <laughs> clueless. Because no he's an idiot. That's but uh, Gwen goes full mean girl here and breaks Layla's heart and she runs out crying. And when Will sees this, he angrily breaks up with Gwen and tells everyone to leave. And they don't, but... <laughs> no, they don't. But, but then Commander and, and Jetstream out. come home and everybody yeah. runs out. And Will's like, I didn't even plan the party. And his mom's like, I should ground you. And Will's like, I'm not even going to homecoming. Commander's like, (laughs) well, you should probably go to homecoming because he still wants to introduce the Stronghold 3. Let me ask you this question about this dynamic that's happening in this world, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Clearly, all these people are at this party. Yeah. All these people go to Sky High. Yep. Is Sky High a regional superhero high school? Because the Commander and Jetstream seem to be the shit, like the best of the best. Right. In terms of superheroes. but. I mean, is there only one superhero high school? That's a good question. I think there might only be one, but who knows? They just happen to live in, like, Southern California. (laughs) That's a good question. Maybe there's multiple sky highs. Otherwise, I mean, who are your sports teams going to face? Each other, clearly. They do that already, (laughs) Ender's Game style. That's just individual students for fun. That's how Coach Boomer gets his jollies. You're right. (laughs) So the next night is the homecoming, and Commander and Jetstream leave while Will stays in the sanctum, looking through his father's yearbook, and he stumbles upon Sutenia again, who looks suspiciously like Gwen. Yeah. And- this movie also does a really weird thing here, how after all this goes down, we get a weird transition of the Sky High logo from the movie going towards <laughs> like the audience. Oh, yeah. It like transfers scenes. Like, in, all right, in Star Wars. Yeah. Any one of them. You get the sweep across. Does sure. it really do ever smash cut between scenes? And this, you get the logo out of fucking nowhere. Right. It's, and it it's might almost as well just say, Act Three, go. Uh, it, I think it's kind of trying to pay tribute to the Batman logo spinning at the screen. What a weird time to do it. What a weird if that's time the to case. do it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this Sue Tenny girl in the yearbook, she's holding a device that looks an awful lot like the pacifier. Right. And then Will Don't notices- Don't your hands on the table. You're going to break them at this point. <laughs> and of course, that's when Will notices that the pacifier is, in fact, gone. And he immediately contacts Ron Wilson, bus driver, for an emergency transport to Sky High. At the homecoming dance, shit's getting real. Gwen reveals her true self, the supervillain Royal Payne. And she uses the pacifier on Commander and turns him into a baby. Yeah, the pacifier turns people into babies. And it's kind of interesting how this works because- the reason why the, the royal pain went away after that whole fight was because she babified herself. It was a babality. <laughs> and then she had to grow up again to do it all again. But it also suggests that the adult strongholds did the dirty at like 18. And now 18 years later, <laughs> this is happening. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. So timing doesn't add up for this story at all. Unless Gwen is like a 26-year-old. Toby Maguire situation here where you're playing da- it doesn't make any sense nothing makes sense anymore. I this have movie. no idea <laughs> she shoots all the other heroes there with the pacifier Ray while Speed Lash and Penny seal all the exits yep a lot of babies Warren Layla and the sidekicks escape through an air vent guided by Zack's glowing powers and emerge from the vent and meet up with Will yay Will apologizes to his friends for being such a jerk since he got promoted to hero class and then he kisses Layla, or she kisses him. I think he's like, Layla, I have to tell you. And then she kisses him. He's just how putting it goes. his moves on anything. He's going for it. Oh, That's yeah. all it is. 
And then Warren tells Will to go after Gwen while they take care of the henchmen. Right, because Warren's cool now. Yeah, because Warren's just like, yeah, Warren's, man, a, Warren's a bud. He's he, He's got a good ear. He's listening to everybody. It's the most abrupt about face that a character's ever going to have ever in the world. Well, he, you know, the school's getting threatened by an actual villain now. So he's got to, he's stuck with who is near him. But even before that, when he's, uh, Layla sits with him at lunch and he's like, what about this makes you think this is okay? Oh, yeah. And then all the other sidekicks sit around him. And he's kind of cool with it, but not. He's, he's yeah. being cool about it. Judd Nelson style Breakfast Club. Exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. It's such an about face that it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me, but it whatever. Is, it's it's a very quick change with, with no no stops along the way to, to see how he got there. Exactly. It's a lot like Emilio Estevez D2 when he dates the Iceland <laughs> chick. It's an about face because they're the enemy, but he's dating, and then all the, the players are really against it, and then they have a, a, a barrel fire, whatever it is, right. when they burn the stuff. It's real weird. That movie's weird. That is a weird movie. And why wouldn't you just play Julie the Cat Gaffney all the time? She's clearly the better goalie than Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, sexism. Right. Disney. Got it. All Dis- right. Good. We're good. We're good. Let's do this. Carry on. Ethan manages to trap Lash's head in a toilet, which is poetic justice. And Warren is fighting with speed, but he can't hit him because he's, you know, fast. Until fast. until he goes and slits through a puddle of Ethan, and then Warren blasts him into a wall. Ethan turns out to be, like, really handy against these two bullies. Yeah. Puddle boy. Will confronts Gwen, who is taking the infant heroes away to start her own academy of supervillains by re-raising Why the heroes from scratch. Why would you that many babies? So you have Just that ever. many supervillains. All right. So I'm convinced that this is where the idea for Force Awakens where it came from, <laughs> how they raise these clone troopers in a way, not clone troopers at this point. At this point, they're stormtroopers, kind of like a Finn thing. How yeah. they take the kids away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney, man, they've been building this for a while. Bam. It's all connected. This is where she reveals that she is Sue Tenny and, you know, she's a pacifier backfired. She had to grow up again, blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Will is disgusted. He was making out with an old lady. People <laughs> love moms. I don't, I mean, people like all the ladies. Mitch. Merry Thursday. He's, he loves moms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Royal Payne smashes Will through the wall of the gym because they're going to fight now, obviously. Meanwhile, Penny- Someone has to at some point in this movie. <laughs> Penny is fighting Layla, and Layla's like, I'm not going to fight you. But then finally she gets fed up and she uses her powers and summons a massive growth of vines and ensnares Penny with all of her duplicates. And now that they're trapped on the floating island, Penny's like, oh, I got to tell you that Royal Payne is messing with the school's anti-gravity device that, you know. Oh, the thing that wasn't going to ever come back. Damn <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I blew it. <laughs> Good job. And in 10 minutes, Sky High is going to fall to the ground. We're all going to plummet to our doom. So Zach, Ethan, Layla, and Magenta look at the blueprints for Sky High because those were handy. Yeah, this movie's still going, huh? And they all see right. a small opening in the anti-gravity room, just big enough for... A guinea pig. A guinea pig. Oh, so, you know, each of the sidekicks get to use their powers and save the day. Will and Royal Payne are still fighting when she lands a devastating punch, sending him flying out the window and off the edge of Sky High's floating island business. Yep. Will's dead. Will you, is Will. dead, and it's just so unceremonious. And oh, no, he's back, and he can fly now. Because oh, that's right, because his parent, he got both the he's powers. He's got the both parents. powers. Of course. Of uh-huh. course he did. Of course he did. Cloris Leachman's. Sitting somewhere like, I told him he might not get either. I'm such an idiot. Ah, yeah, that's true. But also, Cloris (laughs) Leachman is a saint. She's the best. She's so good. 22-time Emmy-nominated Cloris Leachman. That's ridiculous. Eight-time winner. 
and she's looking at Kevin Heffernan, Ron Wilson bus driver. Yep. Just stroking a sausage beer fest style, warming <laughs> it up. <laughs> do you think this is the movie that she was like, yeah, okay, I'll do beer fest? The timing kind of adds up a little bit. I actually don't remember what year beer fest came out. After this. So, yeah. Maybe, Simple enough. Maybe Kevin Heffernan was like, hey, Cloris, do you want to play an old whore in my beer movie? <laughs> Knowing her. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Me, Cloris Leachman, 22 uh, Gam times. Gam's a whore. <laughs> also, she played um, uh, Linda Carter's mother in the, in Wonder Woman. the pilot of Wonder Woman. So there you go. Right. Cloris Leachman, National Treasure. She's the best. She's the American National Treasure after Alan Alda. Because, and Dave Foley's got Canada covered, so good for them. Yeah. Stitches, who is the little sidekick uncle guy to Royal Pain, is trying to make off with these infants, infant heroes, when Ron Wilson shuts down the bus and prevents their escape. So he's a hero now, too. Everybody's getting their moment. They are. And I got to say, when I saw Stitches, I didn't put it together that it was Jim Rash. Neither did I. I said, is that Tom Kenny? Oh. And that's a weird thought to have. That's because we're going to get there in minutes. So <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we are we're actually almost there. Magenta reaches the anti-gravity device just as it shuts down and she begins to chew through a wire. Will flies out and attempts to stop the school from falling with his, you know, flight and super strength. Right, but at the same time, <laughs> uh physics, they took a break here right. because yeah. when something falls, We've all seen OK Go music videos. Yep. When something falls and you go into, is it zero G at that point? It's kind of, you're just weightless, but you're not. You're falling along with whatever's falling. Yeah. It's kind of like an Apollo 13 thing as well. These folks are able to run, no problem, <laughs> on the floor where they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh, forgot the whole thing of where things are going to appear to be floating. Well, the anti-gravity for the island is off, not for the school. I, I have no, no idea. Don't, no, don't. 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 I'm not actually trying to defend it. <laughs> I, I, I'm very happy to hear that. <laughs> so Will gets underneath it, and he's pushing it, and at the same time, Magenta is chomping through those wires, and seconds before, Sky High slams into a residential neighborhood, where... <laughs> yeah, this was the weird part. <laughs> sure enough, Mr. SpongeBob SquarePants' voice is right there. <laughs> yeah, Tom Kenny. He made his appearance, and it freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, right after, you're like, is that Tom Kenny? Uh, uh, they successfully reestablish the anti-gravity device, I guess. I don't know. We Some, did it. Somehow deactivating the, the, the thing saved. makes everything. Yeah, it goes Doesn't back matter. up into the Nothing air. Nothing matters anymore. This is the knuckle puck of the movie. And, uh, and Will and his friends are like, what do we do now? Luckily, Mr. Medulla, he's still got a giant brain, even though he's a baby. And he reprograms the pacifier so you can zap the babies back into regular age adults. I do like how he says he made boom boom. He that made, made me boom laugh very hard. Was such a good <laughs> Kevin McDonald line. As the heroes are gradually restored to normal, Will apologizes for letting Gwen into the sanctum, but his parents are like, "Ah, whatever. You're in high school. Kids make mistakes. It's not that big a deal. It was the one rule. What the fuck? Yep. Nothing matters anymore. And instead, they're like, "You know what? You and your pals get this Hero of the Year award because they stopped royal pain." <laughs> Right, so great. With everyone returned so to normal and Royal Pain, Lash, Speed, and Penny locked up in the tension by Principal Powers, they resume the homecoming dance. I guess so, but I don't. They put these supervillains into de detention. Into That's, detention instead of like getting them into jail or whatever. Right. It's like you have detention. Ah, got well, you. Well, she's now Wonder Woman. Oh God damn it! Ah! 
It's a kid's movie. It's fine. It is, but no one, none of these kids know that she was ever Wonder Woman. That's true. That's none true. None of them ever. Oh, God damn it. I have a feeling that like every line that a kid says that's supposed to be funny is meant for kids, and every line that an adult says that's supposed to be funny is meant for the adults. Yeah, but how old are these adults? Because even in 2005, <laughs> Wonder Woman hadn't been on the air in 25 years. Right. Right. Man. Uh, and then we, get, then we get that sweet VO. Ugh. From Will, uh, my girlfriend became my arch enemy. My arch enemy became a best friend, and my best friend became a girlfriend. But hey, that's high school. That's high school. Of course it is. That's sky high. That's sky high. I like this movie, even though it has fucking issues. This, it has I issues too. out the ass. I do too. I but love that. This is such a fun movie. It tackles the tropes of every genre it's doing at once, and it's not taking itself very serious at all. Because even at the all. serious parts are kind of goofy. Yeah, it knows what it is. Exactly. I think that's all a movie has to be, is self-aware. It goes a long way when you're self-aware. Yeah. It really does. You can overlook a lot of things when it's, like, intentional. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I think this checks a lot of boxes, where you have your teen movie, yep. you have your comedy, you have your slight drama, if anything. You have your coming of your, age. Your slight your teen drama. Right. And it really... It nails it. It really does nail it. And it's in a very cool 100 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It does it all and it does it quick and you just go on with your day. You could start it at midnight and say, I'm only going to watch half an hour of this and then watch the whole thing accidentally. Oh, that sounds way too familiar. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I plan on watching this in two parts and I accidentally watched the whole thing when I started it at midnight. That's an because enjoyable it was movie. one of those movies that just pulls you in. Yeah. It's weird because whenever we talk about a kid's movie, Star Kid. Zoom. What else we talked about? Zoom. Oh, Zoom's a piece of shit. Don't watch Zoom. <laughs> Star Kid is okay. It is. It's goofy in the right way. Yeah. But it's still not great. No. <laughs> this is actually a good movie for what it is. Yeah. This is a good one. You should watch this one. You should actually watch this movie. The cast is fucking terrific. In it. Yeah. We didn't even mention Patrick Warburton, who does the voice of Royal Pain when you don't know that it's... It's Mary Elizabeth true. Winston. And yeah. it, that, that to me is wild. I mean, it's one of those things of, did they catch the cast early enough? Because like, Danielle Panabaker, what else has she done besides Flash? <sighs> I mean, I don't know if she's been a series regular in much else. Flash is huge. But she's appeared in a lot of other stuff. Right. But again, Flash is huge. Flash <laughs> is one of those CW enormous. is yeah. massive. Yeah. They're massive, massive hits. This movie kind of called it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is even early for Mary Elizabeth Winstead, too. It's really early. This is like pre homewrecker Ewan McGregor. <laughs> this is this is like really pre that. Yeah. Good for this movie. They're good for movies. See this movie. This is a good one. It is. This is this is one of the good ones. One of the good kids ones will steer you in the right direction. Don't mind doing that. Yeah. The the adult cast in this movie is just perfect. It's hitting everything perfectly. Dave Foley is so funny in this thing. He's great. All-American boy, Mr. Boy. <laughs> it's so good. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. 75? 73. Okay. So that's actually not that bad of a guess. Audience score is 57, but who gives a fuck about the audience? That doesn't even make sense. Roger Ebert did not see this movie. Right. And if he did, he stayed quiet about it. Okay. So instead, for a professional review, if you will, I picked out a couple. The Orlando Sentinel, his name is Roger Moore. I picked it out because I love James Bond. Do you okay. want it? He says, he gave this two out of five. He says, the formula fizzles when you skimp on the ingredients. 
Sky High never achieves liftoff. Oh, I don't know about that. I kind of completely disagree. And I the disagree. reason why I disagree Entirely. is because Mike Clark, USA Today, says harmless family comedy with welcomely loopy asides. Yeah. Nailed it. Loopy is such a good word. It is a very good word. Joe Layden, a variety says smartly written and sprightly played, Sky High satisfies with a clever comingling of spoofy superheroics, school days hijinks, and family-friendly coming-of-age dramedy. That's a man who bought a thesaurus that day. <laughs> I, f- I really hate whenever critics have to just vocabulary everything, like a vocabulary bomb on things. Yeah. When they don't have a fucking opinion on for real. C- comingling. It's a word. Yeah, that's fucking dumb. Completely dumb. What else is dumb? What else is dumb? The monsters on Amazon.com don't There's... exist. Oh. Again. What are they doing? This movie has 929 customer ratings. It has a 4.7 out of 5. Good. 79% are 5 star. Good. Only 2% are 1 star. And the Low. 1 stars are this disc was scratched. Ugh. That's never fun. It's never fun for us. If you're going to give it a 1 star, be angry. Go for it. Write really something. go for it I if wanna, you're going to do it. I want to enjoy your one star review as much as I exactly. would the movie. So instead of having a one star review, I think everyone needs a little levity in their life right now. Obviously, things have been a little bleak the past couple months where you're trapped inside, can't go out, and obviously stay home, stay healthy. Right. All of that. Let me tell you about some people who they are probably not staying home. Oh, no. Let's face it. It's the worst superhero in the world. Let me tell you about some Florida Man stories. Florida Man. Oh, the other monster. FilmDaily.co put together a list of Florida Man stories from, I don't know how long it's been. It's been going on for about a year, what they're doing. Okay. Let me read you some Florida Man headlines from the ages. Let's do it. Because Florida Man obviously has been a big thing. It's taken off, not a superhero, just people who live in Florida who don't give a shit about anything anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. From February 20th of whatever year. Florida man who allegedly threatened family with Coldplay lyrics and standoff after SWAT promises him pizza. <laughs> oh, that one had a happy ending. It did have a happy ending, I suppose. And the, uh, and the cheese on it's that the pizza. First ever article Fox News ever reported correctly, so that's something. <laughs> the cheese pizza, the cheese on the pizza. Well, it was all yellow. <laughs> God, stop with the joke. No more Coldplay songs. You have to keep going back to this. <laughs> Come on, man. From January 8th, 2019, a Florida man caught on security camera licking doorknob for three hours. What? What? There's a picture of this man licking a doorknob. Just, it's uh, a ring camera, I think. Going at it and for he's just, he's just three hours. It, he's just going at it for three fucking hours. That's too long to lick anything. It's like cunnilingus, but doorknob lingus. He's going to get cancer from that doorknob. From that doorknob, man. Michael Doug style. <laughs> From July 21st, 2016, Florida man steals and crashes $61,000 boat belonging to dentist who shot Cecil the Lion. Wow. Well, you know what? Remember that story? That is an actual Florida man that's a hero. He did it. Good for him. Stepped up. I like it. From January 10th, 2018, this is a very, very Dewey Cox situation. <laughs> oh, no. Florida man ripped urinal from restaurant bathroom wall. <laughs> Ran away naked into woods. <laughs> that is a very Dewey Cox situation. <laughs> you are absolutely right. <laughs> we are going to have to talk about that on Patreon one day. We have to. Oh, absolutely. We reference Walk Hard way too much to not talk about it somewhere. You're right. We haven't done anything with music yet. We haven't done anything with, well, John C. Rye. I can't say that. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. 
From June 28, 2018, Florida man sent back to jail after not paying for taxi ride home from jail. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. You think the taxi driver just said, all right, loop back around. That's I'll drop you back off. <laughs> oh, Unreal. man. Speaking of cars. Police unable to tow Florida man's illegally parked Flintstones car. <laughs> Why would that Yeah, be- this thing has the le- the zebra print seats and everything and the the cover and has the rolly wheels and everything. It's it's the Flintstones That's car amazing. for sure. Why couldn't they tow it? All they had to do was get in and start running. I I don't know. Maybe they didn't have the warrant for I don't I really don't get it. That's weird. I love it though. Only in Florida. That's right. Next is Florida man disguises himself in bull costume as he tries to burn down former lover's house with pasta sauce. What? (laughs) (laughs) And on whatever news six is in Florida, Um, it says men, this is multiple, use spaghetti sauce in burglary plot. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it was a really spicy sauce and they thought it would ignite. I feel like that's like a deleted scene from Ocean's Eleven. Like oh, Brad Pitt's man. like, I'm not going to eat that. Let's use that the, the, the <laughs> burglary. I'm curious how one uses marinara to- I don't know, man. Blow I really house. don't know. Everybody knows mozzarella sticks go great with arson. That's what they always say. That's what Mr. <laughs> mozzarella said when he created them. Another one I have is Florida man charged with picking magic mushrooms while carrying an alligator. <laughs> See, because that of one, course he was. That one started off like, yeah, I can see that. And then it got wild. It got a little wild. From February 28th, 2020, I'm going to give you the dates on the things that I actually have dates for. Florida man sets hospital bed on fire to get nurses' attention. <laughs> it's like the button didn't work. So he just said, fuck it. Let's go for it. <laughs> and the buzzer wasn't working. So this will work. I wonder if he used marinara sauce. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> From November 26, 2019, nearly naked Florida man breaks into school, smears feces and cake frosting everywhere. What? <laughs> because that's what goes together. Who had to Peanut go butter through? butter and jelly, spaghetti and marinara sauce, feces and cake frost. <laughs> uh, you know what that was? That was somebody, it was just feces, but somebody went in and were like, I think I know what this is. And they just ran their finger through it and tasted it. And they were, then they covered their tracks. They're like, no, it was it was cake frosting. <laughs> oh, boy. Ugh. This world is, we're not meant for it. Hey, clearly. you got shit in my frosting. You got frosting in my shit. <laughs> <laughs> From July 30th, 2019, Florida man breaks into home, blames horse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what? What? I don't know, man. Like the horse told him to do it? Or the horse made him do it? Or he was trying to save a horse? His BoJack horseman told him to, hey, go break into this house. (laughs) From November 15, 2019, Florida man tells police bag of cocaine found in car must have blown in from the wind. (laughs) Yeah, the old wind (laughs) excuse. That's it. Whenever you're driving by, and just anywhere, really, just keep your windows up so bags of cocaine don't come flying in your car. Or leave your windows <laughs> open if you're into that kind of thing. If you're into it, party, man. Party on. <laughs> party on, Wayne. The last one I have is the most recent one I have. It's from April 13th, 2020. Oh, wow. It says, 
Florida man accused of beating cellmate who asked for a courtesy flush to help with smell. (laughs) I don't think that's an unreasonable request. I completely agree with you. It was a 53-year-old man who was sharing a cell with a 65-year-old man. The man got up, uh, one of the men got upset for the other one passing gas. A few minutes later, 7.30 a.m., as I said, the uh, one of them took a shit and the other didn't want a courtesy flush and fisticuffs ensued, as it does. <laughs> there you have it. We did it. Uh, didn't have any frosting. Oh, no, of course. They could have made the Florida special. That's what feces and cake frosting is. The Florida special. The Florida special. Brian, let's give this thing a super stuff score. Let's do that. But first, this is an actual IMDb trivia fact. Oh, boy. All right. War and Peace's name sounds like War and Peace. (laughs) Warren's mother was a superhero, Peace, while his father was a villain, War. Oh, man. How the the depth of some things. There you go. It's really hard to figure out. Uh, So good for this movie for really hiding that one. IMDb, saving our ass again with the insightful trivia. Of course. Let's give this thing a super stuff score. Starting off with story and motivation. You got a kid who doesn't have superpowers. who's going to a superhero school. Yep. And his parents are the most famous superheroes. Right. He's got a legacy to uphold. And then eventually, yeah, he does get the powers. And they just save the day. Yep. I'm going to go one for story and motivation on this thing. Yeah. I think that fits. I think the motivation for it is he's just trying to be a good person even though he doesn't have the powers even at the beginning of it, which is kind of nice. Yeah. But then when he does have the powers, he's still being a good person. Most of the time. So well, Actually, you time. know what? Even when he's like hanging out with Gwen and he still like visits his friends who are still on the sidekick track, like he's actually very good about still trying he to is, include but them. He's still, yeah, he's still distracted by the senior poon. Yeah. And that's really where it goes astray in his head. The song, man. (laughs) I think a one is right. Hero. It's Will. This is Will's story. It's absolutely Will's story. I'm kind of leaning one here as well, which is kind of fucked to say. He's a good person. Right. Because he was very heroic even before he was a hero. He was a sidekick, but he was still standing up for his friends, which I really liked. Exactly. And then when he was heroic, he wasn't even being a bad guy. He was being a jerk. But I mean, what teen isn't a jerk when you're trying to figure out all this stuff. Exactly. And when he realized that Gwen was kind of a bitch. He immediately he, dropped her ass. He immediately dropped her. And then he saves the day and on his own. And he saves he, the day. Yeah. Well, he, I'm no. going to go one. I it, think, was, it was not on his own. It was not on his own. It was a lot of help. But at the same time. He gets by with a lot of help from his friends. Right. Uh, Beatle style. He did it. <laughs> I'm still going to go one, I think. I, I, I absolutely agree. One, one is the correct answer. Villains. Oh, boy. Um, Royal Payne, she's the ultimate villain of this thing. I do appreciate how she's using her, I'm not even going to call it sexuality, as a senior in high school who's clearly mid-20s, to <laughs> win over this son of superheroes, if you will. Right. She's just being cool, like Emma Stone, Easy A, cool. Yeah. Like that type of thing. So I kind of appreciate that's the direction they went with it. The same time. <laughs> it is pretty obvious where this movie goes <laughs> about halfway through. Yeah. Well, I'm willing to go. I, I don't even know if it uh, really is that obvious, though. It's a good twist when it hits. When it hits, it's a good twist. Like, you do suspect things early on, but you, 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 you never do. know you the know that, full like, extent Sue Tenny of it. is a thing. You right. understand that the girl they point to in the yearbook is a thing. You don't connect that it's her, which right. is kind of nice. I'm going to go 0. 0.5. I think that's fair. 
0.5. I don't think I want to go higher because, I mean, realistically, the whole plot is to turn people into babies and raise them again. Right. That, speaking right. for someone who has a newborn, three-month-old, whatever it is at this point, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really stop being newer. That's a miserable plot. Well, what's crazy is that she even says, like, oh, I went through puberty twice for this. She remembers her previous life. So how is she going to re-raise these people to be villains? They're going to remember that they were heroes. Right. So Doesn't make sense. That's plot a, hole. You struck a, again. Good job. Failed. Plot device. Parents. They live. They live the whole way through. Zero. They're big old zero. Female characters. This one's tricky. It is, but is it? What are you thinking? Mark Mitchell said that the film has two premises at its heart. All the adults are insane, and all the girls <laughs> yeah. are smarter than the boys. Is that true, though? I absolutely think it is. I think you have the mastermind that is... Gwen Grayson, Royal Payne, yeah. Sue Tenney, uh, Layla, and Magenta are both so much more mature than all of their classmates. Completely agree. You have Linda Carter as the principal instead of one of the male characters. Uh, the only one that really falls flat for me is Jetstream, uh, Kelly Preston's I character. I agree. She's being, she's a mom. That's all She's, she's, she's a, a mom. very overprotective mom. And a lot of the times, Kurt Russell's character is undercutting her. And their parents. Right. That says a lot for the male character, not so much for the female character. Right. Right. That's true. Are we going to go one? Are we going to go one? I think this might be a one because the the girls in this movie are all very mature and confident. Good on you, Disney. I mean, good job. You do have Layla and, well, no, because I was going to say you have the whole love plot between Layla and Gwen, but Gwen never really likes him. She's just trying to get into the sanctum. Right. So he's trying to get into her sanctum. (laughs) Exactly. I think this might be. And she's a not one. having any of it, really. She's okay with the makeout. She's not okay with the with doing the dirty. I don't right. think. Well, I mean, Will never gets that stronghold, so you're not wrong. I think it might be a one. I'm okay going a one with this one. It's been a while since we've had a one for female characters. So good <laughs> job, been. Disney. Avatar was the last time we had a one. Wow, that's unreal. Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Setting sky high. It's. Sky high and the surrounding area, I suppose. Sure. Um, it's nothing. It's up in the sky. It's a high it school. Nothing. It barely has anything to do with the sky at all. Other than it's in the sky. Yeah. Um, it feels like and a high school. even then, you don't notice it. It does feel like a high school, but who cares about that? I mean, that's true. I mean, that's like the bare minimum. It has nothing to do with the whole plot when you think about it. Realistically, it's just to get these characters together and to drop it. It's a lot like if Age of Ultron called it Age of sokovia or whatever it was age of sokovia would be such a bad title for that movie <laughs> yeah sokovia high uh, i'm gonna go uh, 0.25 just to acknowledge the fact there's a high school in this thing <laughs> fair style and tone i almost said if it's if disney did a superhero movie but they've done a lot of superhero movies they've done a lot because of of the marvels but this was also but this, this is, is like proper disney this is pre exactly everything this is 2005 disney this is yeah, and it does have its kids' jokes, and it does have its adult jokes. Absolutely, uh, Mike Mitchell actually said there was the Ben Stiller movie Mystery Men, and people were like, "No, thank you." My super ex girlfriend. That was another one. <laughs> A bunch of parodies were happening, and the comic book fans weren't into it. And I think no, with Sky High, people could tell that we loved comic books and were just having fun in that world. So he's thankful that people noticed it. And they very much did have fun in this world. I'm going to go one. I think that is the only Holy shit. This movie is cleaning up. Oh, I was not ready for this. Music. 
This one's actually legitimately tough right now. The music goes two different ways in this movie. Yeah, but the name doesn't. Who does the music for it? Exactly. You have Michael fucking Giacchino. Yeah, of Incredibles fame. Yeah, and so many other good scores. But it's not very good. Like, the score itself is very Disney-fied. There's nothing to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The score itself is, is nothing. What I found interesting yeah. was the soundtrack was all covers of 80s songs. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird choice. Very bizarre. And they got so much use out of the song True. They really did. <laughs> I don't care for it. Not even a little bit. I'm actually I willing to go zero gig. on I this. Loved- I'm going to go zero personally on this okay you can argue something else i'm gonna we'll pull it up <laughs> because i loved the true gag oh no i loved me. it i thought it was so funny because because they're making fun of that song always being used in that scenario you're not wrong about that but other than that i mean i don't even remember the score so i can't even let's go 0.25 i can't even that. speak to giacchino in this movie which is unfortunate because he's amazing yeah one-liners we want point two five on that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. I got nothing for one liners. Uh, there were some good lines in this movie, but nothing. Like, what? What? What's it, standing? It out was here? a lot of things like that. The adults said, "Like, what if I told you she's not just a twin; she's an evil twin." That's stupid. That's um, nothing. I'm not Wonder Woman, you know. That's nothing. Ah. That's a wink, ding. That's nothing. The kids who get uh, bitten by radioactive insects or fall into that's toxic yeah, waste. The powers usually show up the nothing. next day. I think, or they die. I think what will be more exciting is Kevin Heffern at the end, how they say when he falls into the vat of toxic waste and he's oh, fighting yeah. the whatever it is with the broom. Yeah. And a very, very, very clear toxic very Avenger Very toxic Avenger nod, which was fantastic. I'm um, still going to go zero. I don't think there's any one Will line. Will Stronghold had a very good line at the beginning of the movie where he says, you look at them and see the defenders of the world. All I see is my dad wearing tights. Yeah, that's fine. These are this is just bits yeah. of VO. It's nothing that's really standing out. If life were to suddenly get fair, I doubt it would happen in high school. Right. Wow. So deep. Actually, there was one thing that I really liked. I wouldn't call it a one-liner, but they gave Linda Carter a few almost airplane-esque lines to do as announcements. Like? Oh, those are so good. The cafeteria staff would like to remind sidekicks to stop ordering hero sandwiches. So, so good. That is so a great good. line. Still not a one-liner. Still not I'm still a one-liner. Go zero. I think zero is the right way to go here. And finally, impact on the genre. Two ways to argue this thing. Yeah. This movie did make $86 million in the yep. box office. So yep. it was a hit. Not a major hit, Not but a big a hit. one, but not enough for them to go forward with the sequel that they had everybody under contract for. Right, but also not bad enough to steer them away from saying, hey, let's buy Marvel. That's, I mean, that's just a good business move. Do you think so? Do you think they're connected at all? I don't know. I don't know if they're connected or not. It's a stretch. I understand it's a stretch. Because they didn't even buy Marvel until, what, 2010, 2011? Yeah. So, hey, how about we go uh, the zero for impact then, if that's the case? Because it it did nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Because I would have loved to see the sequel, Save You. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. I would have been curious to see that. Save University. Brilliant. There was also supposed to be a TV show. That everybody in the cast except for Kurt Russell and Kelly Preston were contracted to do. And then they blame it on, it's weird, because they blame it on the box office poll because nobody went to see it because it went up against Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and the surprise hit March of the Penguins. Oops. But, I mean, 
who could have ever known that March the Penguins was going to blow up and be the biggest family film of all time? Morgan Freeman, <laughs> got to say. <laughs> but yeah, zero for impact on the genre, I think is Yeah, fitting. I think that's fair. And that's going to give the total for Sky High uh, a five. Fine with me, actually, on that one. That's um, that's a very good spot for that one to land. The way we were going through it, I thought it was going to be higher, but I think that is right where it should be. It's a good movie, man. It's a very good movie. It is. It's enjoyable. For what it is, And you can watch great. it with the kids. You definitely can. What are we talking about next week? Next week, we're going to be talking about a family of, of four heroes. The, there's a stretchy one, and there's there's a, an invisible one with like force fields and stuff. There's a well, it's not it's not the Incredibles. I was trying to do a Disney Incredibles thing, three, but it's here we are. Fantastic Four, the movie yeah, from from 2005 right. with the cast and the people, and it's ugh, it's it's kind of time we do it. It's Marvel's first family, and we've never really touched them. Yeah, and it's it's about time we touched them. We sh- <laughs> we should get in there and and touch some Fantastic Four. I have seen it. I have long too. ago. It's a pile of shit yep 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 yep. and i'm yep. hoping to look at it with new eyes and i'm curious to see <laughs> what happens here i'm very curious to see how i feel very open-minded one. Uh, yeah exactly i'm gonna go into this the way i went into daredevil exactly daredevil and was enjoyable as hell maybe it'll so. surprise me but i highly doubt it yeah i have high doubts for this one i um if nothing else we'll have a great movie to rip on next week i could promise you i'm going to drink heavily during it and see what happens. Because <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to destroy this thing. Yeah, that that checks out. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all those other things that have the ability to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> exactly. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kate Podcasters. You can check out our Patreon for exclusive non-super movies and some other goodies like the poll list and some bracket stuff. Maybe some Batman stuff coming soon. We'll see. Wink. Ding. If you have any questions, comments, or anything like that, you can email them to katepodcasters at gmail.com. Don't forget to keep listening. At the end of every episode, there's the post credits. They're there. Everyone. Marvel does it. We do it. Sure are. Also, give our buddies a listen. Yeah. You've heard them all here before. Experience Grind Podcast. Nerdy Thursday. Tadpog. Give them all listens. All those names we throw out every week. They're all fantastic people. They put on fantastic shows. They just want to talk to you. They want to be your buddy. They want to be in your ear holes. Yeah. Yeah. Let them, let them put them in your ear holes. There. They're great people. <laughs> Everybody should be putting great people in their ear holes. At all times. Especially That's in, our motto. in these weird times. <laughs> exactly. Now's the time to kind of discover something new. Yeah. You haven't listened to those guys before. Give them a listen. They're all terrific. We love them all. Sure do. And we're going to see you next week for the Fantastic Four. Same pod time. Same pod That's high school. So, Brian, that's sky high. What do you think happens post-credits? I think we go back to to class because, you know, the, the villain is defeated. She's in detention or whatever. 
So we're going <laughs> to we're going to flesh out some of our day with some other extracurricular activities. The gang goes into an improv comedy class. Of course. And uh, their teacher walks in to introduce himself and he says, "Hey everybody, I am your professor of improvisation. You can call me Florida man." <laughs> Not a superhero. Not a superhero. <laughs> totally should be. He's improv. <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is the school institutes like a, a recruiting program, if you will. And Will finds out that he's got to go to England in order to find this one student who's well, potential student who has this power. It is no, he has. Okay. But he's a legacy. And he ends up sending him all these letters and stuff saying, hey, man. Come to Sky High. Come to Sky High. All these letters. But the aunt and uncle are like, no, 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 no. Not allowed. Your parents are dead. And we, we're, you're ours now. So you're not allowed to do this. And he keeps sending all these, just a mass amount of letters. He starts using owls because Will finds out that that's one of his superpowers. He can control owls to do the post. As He's well. got so many new powers. Exactly. He's learning. His parents, who knew they had all this in their generations or whatever. <laughs> and then eventually- he ends up just saying, fuck it, I'm just going to fly to this lighthouse where his family is vacationing. And he kicks in the door and he finds this boy there who's just all curled up in the corner. And he goes, <laughs> you're a superhero, Harry. 